0: Sleep is one of the more competitive niches out there, and with good reason. There's an absolute ton of money to be made, with many sites doing an amazing job, especially with their affiliate content. Regardless of what niche you are in, every single site owner can learn a ton from the sites at the top of this niche. So in today's episode, we'll be doing a deep dive of the sleep niche, breaking down exactly how the sites at the top got there. And we'll also take a look at some of the -the behind-the-scenes, shady goings-on in that niche that make it especially interesting.
1: Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, and now your hosts, Gail Breton and Mark Webster. Hey everyone, welcome to the Atari Hacker Podcast. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the sleep industry. And we have done that for the VPN industry in the past. And what I find interesting in this kind of podcast is we are able to dive deep in the niche. But even if you're not working in that niche we're able to uncover strategies, tactics that people are using in some of the most competitive affiliate niches that you can then import into your industry and have a competitive advantage. So we're doing all that work for you. All you need to do is grab a tea, grab some popcorn and just watch the episode and then all the analysis is done for you. That's pretty much the concept. So even if you're not in the sleep industry, don't you know, you're going to get some interesting insights here, especially about EAT, about page layouts for reviews, et cetera. I think there was some really interesting stuff in there, but before we get started, obviously, Mark, how's it going?
0: It's going good, but I'm just looking over my shoulder in case the sleep mafia send out a hitman to get us after publishing this.
1: Yeah, so we had a joke about the sleep mafia because it it does feel a little bit like a mafia. Like, do you want to really, like tell what happened, why we think that, and also why we picked the sleep industry? Like, it doesn't seem to be like you know. If I go and tell people what do you think is a very competitive industry, I don't think. Sleep and mattresses would come in people's mind first, so why would it be such an interesting niche?
0: Well, I think first and foremost is because the amount of commission available for affiliates. So if you think of any industry out there that sells that regularly sells products for four figures or more, there aren't really very many of them out there where most of the transactions are done online, or at least a lot of them are. And where every single person in the world kind of needs to have one, as most people will sleep on a mattress. So there's a lot of them to be sold. Most people spend a lot of time on a mattress, so they they want a good one and they're prepared to pay good money for it. So yeah, a lot of money to be made as an affiliate, which is causing a lot of the competition and mafia like tendencies that we see.
1: Why mafia? Like you need to contextualize that a bit.
0: There was an interesting case a while back. There's an article in Fast Company about this site called Sleepopolis. And the title of the article was The War to Sell You a Mattress. And it gave a really interesting insight into the cutthroat nature of what's going on behind the scenes in the affiliate game in the sleep industry. This is going back five, six years, but it remains today a very, very competitive space. Basically what happened, was Sleepopolis was run by a guy called Derek Hales, and he was an affiliate, a site owner, like many of us. And he ended up getting sued by Casper, which many of you will heard of, one of the biggest mattress companies in so the it's US. It's also a very
1: friendly ghost in my childhood, but that's different. Indeed,
0: yes. And if, if you Google <laughs> Casper, actually, that's a, a <laughs> yeah. featured snippet is about the friendly ghost, but it's nothing to do with this episode of the podcast. I can assure you. So, to cut a long story short, he was sued. And there was some sort of controversy of which mattress companies he was like promoting ahead of others. And there was like behind the scenes deals like they were paying, allegedly paying him to promote other programs above theirs and Casper sued and there were some technicalities but long story short is he kind of did a few stuff or a few things wrong but it wasn't that bad however because Casper had millions of dollars to throw at the lawsuit and he couldn't really fight it properly with 700 dollar an hour lawyers he ended up losing his entire business like he lost the site he had to give the site to Casper and Casper turned around and when we did a podcast on this a few years ago, I looked at Sleepopolis and they were just recommending Casper all over their site in a pretty obvious kind of way, which was mm-hmm. a little strange. Isn't that wrong in itself as well? Well, yeah, that's why <laughs> we came up with the sort of Sleep sleep Mafia. That's what happened so like they, 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 happened lo- they got
1: the site because the owner did something wrong. And I'm not like, how does the FTC react if a company owns the, an effort site and then just like unfairly recommends its own services?
0: It's not really that. It's not really the case that the owner oh, didn't have his FTC disclosure obvious enough, so therefore, you know, just that just gives the site to the biggest competitor. It was basically they strong-armed him into doing that, using their expensive team of corporate lawyers and just basically made him unable to fight the suit, and therefore he lost and he had to give up the site. Anyway, fast forward to today, and as we're researching this podcast, Sleepopolis appears to be owned by a company called Pillar 4, which I hadn't heard of as an entity, although I'd heard of all of the brands that are listed on their site. And there are five mattress companies, Mattress Advisors, Sleepopolis, Mattress Clarity, Mattress Nerd, and Sleep Advisor. So These guys own five big sites in the mattress niche.
1: Did you check the traffic for them?
0: Sleepopolis alone gets 1.4 million monthly visits now and it's been going up solidly over the last couple years they also which is really interesting there's another site we've talked about on this podcast before and a site i really really like so pillar four owned garagegymreviews.com which was a site and a pretty good youtube channel that really took off during the pandemic for obvious reasons but all of their sites are actually really well built really good content and yeah it's quite interesting to see that they're they're kind of Cornering this niche, so to speak. So that's kind of where it's a bit of a joke, but that's kind of where like the mafia terminology came from in this. They, they are a legit business, though, I can assure you.
1: <laughs> I think we're gonna get these people sue people, just be a little careful, please. One thing I will say, which I
0: don't know, is my understanding was that Casper then owned Sleepopolis, but I don't know if they then sold it to Pillar Four or Casper has some kind of ownership or vested interest in Pillar interest Four. In I, Pillar 4. Yeah. I have no idea on that fact. I don't know what the connection is.
1: So, you know, when domains change ownership, there has to be in registrars have a history of that. So it's like, that's where you would find if there's no change, then it's probably still owned by the same company. It's funny because you talk about mafia and it's like, I found their rival gang basically, which is the company that owns SleepFoundation.org, which I would argue is probably the best put together affiliate site in this niche. So if you want a good example of a great affiliate site, go check SleepFoundation.org, they are 88 and they get 6 million estimated traffic according to Ahrefs. So that's a lot of traffic, especially in a niche that is one of the highest paying affiliate niche. So I think that is rivaling sites like VPN Mentor that, you know, sold for over 100 million, etc. I think that is in the same ballpark. it's quite interesting because that's in a very YMYL niche, your money or your life. So we'll talk about EAT in this podcast, look at how they implemented that, what these sites have changed, etc. Because I think that's interesting. But yeah, this company... Essentially, the rival mafia is called OneCare.com, and they own Sleep Foundation, but they also own, for example, the Sleep Doctor, which is another big site that is DR80 and has 221K estimated traffic. They own Testing.com, which uh, also is like kind of like a health testing site as well. So they stay in the health niche, and they also have a lot of like smaller sites that are growing telehealth, online therapy, online doctor, Medicare plans. So they have like, they're also a big growing thing. And I think it's interesting because we see in these big affiliate niches, that consolidation happening, you know, these kind of like media companies forming, buying their competitors. And then most of the subs are owned by like three, four, five companies. And that is another good example of that, which is why I don't necessarily uh, like uh, tell people you should start a sleep niche related site, but I think you should take some of the tactics these guys have been doing to get so big and import them in less competitive niches. That's where you get a bit of a competitive advantage. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one of those cases where it's like very easy to Buy a mattress or test a mattress, and just write a blog post on it, giving your thoughts. But the we'll see later in the show, that like the length and the extent that these yeah. sites go to to actually measure different variables and the testing they put it through is is really really advanced and and better than anything for certainly a physical product I've seen for almost any affiliate site out there.
1: They have thermal cameras, etc. Like it's quite cool, actually. Okay,
0: anything else we want to say about industry? I know just as have been growing fast over like the last sort of nine years or so, as this kind of mattress in a box phenomenon took off. You can buy a mattress online, get it shipped, try it for up to a hundred days for free and send it back if you if you don't like it. So people are kind of getting used to buying these things online. And all of the companies that create these mattresses, Casper and many others out there, they all all have started doing sheets and pillows and, and other things too. So it's really, really big industry.
1: Yeah, if you look at the Google trend as well, Mattress as a topic is definitely a growing topic. Like uh, if you compare to like 2016, we're basically... 33% 33% bigger as an industry in terms of online searches. So it's, it's quite significant, I would say. And so I would say, yeah, it's something that is a growing market. Although it has peaked actually in 2020 and it's gone down a little bit since then. That's probably
0: to be expected by just in the pandemic, you know, all the stores were closed. So you just bought a mattress online if you needed a new one. So it's maybe like an unexpected peak. But for that, I think theory.
1: people invested in their beds when they stayed at home as well. <laughs> <laughs> they were staying all the time. Okay. Should we talk about the affiliate offers? Because like I think when we talk about a niche, it's important to say how you monetize, how much money you can make, etc.
0: Yeah, so obviously mattresses themselves are huge here. Now they only pay somewhere in the region of 5 to 10, sometimes 12% starting commission, though I would not be surprised at all if that number went much, much higher with all the behind the scenes deals that are undoubtedly going on In this space. And now that's not a huge amount, especially if you compare it to something like VPN, which if you remember in our podcast, we talked about them paying over a hundred percent commission for the first month of the VPN. But that was like a $10, $15 product. These products are usually starting sort of $500 plus going into several thousands of dollars. And it's somewhat rare to see such expensive products sold at such a scale entirely online. And I think this represents a really good opportunity for affiliates. And this is why we're seeing such big competition in this space.
1: Yeah, I would not be surprised if an affiliate made two, three hundred dollars for like a thousand, thousand, two hundred dollar mattress. So
0: yeah, and they're they're sort of using all the the online marketing, the website sales tricks with funnels and all sorts of stuff to bundle things together. So it's not only the mattress, right? You buy the pillows and the sheets and the mattress topper and all the other stuff that, that go along with it. I recently partook in this. So Ooh. I bought a, a pillow from a, one of these sort of online sleep companies, really good, really big fan of the pillow it's by a company in the UK called Eve Sleep. And I looked at a bunch of reviews on Reddit and uh, various places and found this was the one that kind of matched what I was looking for. Interesting, you looked for the went, reviews
1: on Reddit though, no, not on Google. Yeah, because I mean, you can't that? really trust you can't really trust what
0: these people are saying and their their reviews okay. all the time. So anyway, I bought it as I was buying it. It was fifty-nine pounds here in the UK. And there was an upsell page where they upsold me a pillow protector for an extra fifteen pounds. So they're knocking on like what 20, 25% extra revenue from that, which I thought was really interesting and honestly a, a good did investment. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this whole like Extra like pillow sheets thing gets a bit crazy. I've seen examples, and I get a bit judgy on this stuff. But there is a CBD infused pillow, <laughs> which supposedly <laughs> helps you sleep better. Now I'm no expert on that, but that sounds a bit off to me. Oh, right. But just gives you an idea of kind of what else is is out there.
1: Someone smoking their pillow somewhere. Just to... <laughs> those
0: are those are physical products. We also have. Courses and info products based on getting better sleep, either for yourself or they sell that in the funnel. No, no, no. That's that's a different different company. I'm talking about different set of products here. So there are companies out there that offer sleep programs either for yourself or which is very, very common, for a baby. Now, if you know anyone who has kids, they're probably slightly sleep-deprived, or at least they were in the early days. So it's understandable that parents, new parents are willing to spend $47 Forty-seven to one hundred and twenty-seven dollars, I think it was, on um, a course to help their, put their baby to sleep and they get better the sleep than, themselves. Well, <laughs> I'm not too sure about that. These uh, digital products, so the courses, have much higher commissions. We're talking thirty-five percent, something like that, starting from. But obviously, the price point is is lower compared to the mattress. The, um, or the, the physical well. products, yeah. Like Although, the volume I think of you'd be, I think you'd be surprised on the amount of people who are looking for any kind of help to to sleep better because yeah, yeah, many of these sleep sites, which we'll get into a little bit later, they have big teams of you know experts, doctors, and all sorts of people, and there are many people in there who are sleep experts who have books or some kind of product where they they kind of help help people to sleep, like a, a course basically. So that's the kind of course side of things, and there's also another area which is is much smaller but also very popular, and that is sleep while you travel. So you, we've all been to a, an airport and seen these stores selling the neck pillows so you can sleep on the plane. They're very common and they sell for they sell very well on Amazon and on other sites. There's a company as well that does sleep masks. I'm a big fan of them. It's called Manta Sleep, which they basically designed changement? a. No, it's not. Like um, we we know the the guy Mark who runs it. He's in the D.C. But he gave me a, one of the the prototypes like many many years ago, and it's it's just designed really well. So you can like sleep on your side with the mask on, and it's total blackness. And yeah, I'm not going to promote. So there's too lots much, of products, basically. They, <laughs> there's lots of products, basically, to go. And in. you
1: could go into supplements as well, and you can go into like there's many 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 other things you could look at. To be honest, for sure. So it's like it's a it's a product rich niche with lots of high paying products.
0: And w- what you said earlier about, you know, we wouldn't necessarily recommend this as a niche to go in if you're starting out. And that's that's true because it's so competitive, but because it's so big you and there's, it's not more. just mattresses, you could possibly specialize or find, you know, slightly lower competition areas where you could make a start and stand a chance to make some yeah. money at least. I have an example
1: later on the site of a not too high authority site that sidestepped the niche and is slowly building authority to hopefully one day compete on the actual big mattress keywords so yeah i think that's how i would go as well like i would sidestep this i'd be like you know i'd be trying to rank for like best supplements for sleep or whatever like how much does magnesium help with sleep like these kind of keywords so you can kind of like make some sales but eventually walk your way up to the level of authority needed to compete on these mattress sites. And it's a very high level, as we're going to see in a minute. (laughs) And so like it is possible, but it's a really long-term play. And I think I would still not recommend someone's first site to be in this niche. I would still, especially because, as I said, you're touching YMYL, you're touching the area where Google is going to shuffle, subs a lot when they do updates and so on. And so you, you expose yourself to these big drops in traffic or whatever if you fall on the wrong side of the update, which happens to a lot of people.
0: I would add to that, though, that if you are starting out, then I think this is a fantastic niche to look at, to get inspiration yeah, yeah. of, to learn, kind of yeah. what's possible, because there's a lot of sites doing almost everything right.
1: And that's the thing. It's like, if I want, like, when I want to update, understand these core updates, for example, I'm looking for, like, not too high authority sites still thriving in that niche, for example. I'm like, okay, what are these guys doing? What is interesting? And it's like, I have, like, some stuff I want to share later. Like, so, you know, the R60 sites that are doing quite well, for example, and so on in this niche. And that tells me, like, Given how harsh Google has been in his uh, verticals, like what is Google looking for? You know, if these sites are like low authority and still doing well, like that—that that is it. Anyway, let's just jump into the meat of things and let's talk about—and that is still your section on the slip up analysis.
0: Yeah. So we took a, an example of a keyword: best mattress. the KD seventy. So it's very high competition keyword. Seventy-two K volume per month. One forty-six K traffic potential according to to Ahrefs. And we just wanted to have an initial look kind of who's ranking to see what kind of sites are are up there. Number one was Sleep Foundation, the site we talked about earlier, and we'll go into in a little bit more more detail, but they're basically a DR88 site. They have, what was it, six point something million traffic, you said, um, just incredible, incredible, especially considering they seem to have been founded in sort of 2018, so it's still relatively new site. Obviously had a lot of money put into it, a lot of investment, big team, big team of experts and just really, just really well put together. It's a really good
1: textbook affiliate site and people should check it out.
0: It's a dedicated sleep site and interestingly it was one of the only sleep sites ranking number one for this, or ranking on page one for this keyword. Other sites included The Wirecutter, New York Times, which, you know, it's a general review site. They review mattresses. I I get why it's there. Tom's
1: Guide, which is, you know, you associate that as that.
0: more technology site, but it seems to have branched out into doing mattress reviews as well. They do
1: everything. Like, they're, they're just a review site now.
0: What was most interesting for me, though, is number seven, usnews.com, okay, you know, newspaper. Number eight, sfgates.com Oh, my friends. Now, <laughs> where have we heard that name before? Oh, surprising. if you're a, a regular listener of this podcast, if you go or if you're not, you can go back a few episodes and listen to the one we did on Parasite SEO, which to give a quick summary is where a high authority site like a newspaper will sell an advertorial which is basically you can write anything you want on a, a page. I know it'll, it'll go on that, article, that domain, yeah. an ad as an article. And so someone has done that for SFGate. They've bought this and they rank on number eight for best mattress, which I think is a huge win for whoever did that. So hats off to you. And they, it looks like they've gotten chiropractor to write what looks like a decent enough article. I mean, it's, it's not to the standard of any of the other big mattress sites, but it looks presentable enough. Yeah, it wouldn't look out of place in, in most niches. And they're undoubtedly making some pretty good commissions from that. But I just found it interesting that we're still seeing examples of that that going on. And especially in one of the most competitive keywords for affiliates there there are out there. So yeah, that's kind of just an overview of, of what we're seeing in the in the SERP.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it basically shows that and I think we saw the same in the VPN as well, where specialized sites for the top, 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 top keywords, they don't show as much as generic sites anymore. Like it's yeah. a, like uh, it's like look, there's like C Foundation, which is like a really well put together site. They are 88 as well. Like it's not exactly easy to reach, and that's it. Like everyone else is not a specialist, but that is really the top level keyword. When you go down into more like granular keywords, which honestly, most of the money is not made on best mattress keyword. It's made on a longer tail keyword, like best mattress for side sleeper, best mattress for this, etc. And in that case, you'll find more specialists. So I actually looked at some of them. So the thing is like the top level keywords are like very, very difficult to rank for. So I Google best memory foam mattress, for example, and Sleep Foundation, number one, still, like they're really killing it. And then after that, yeah, again, you have Tom's Guide, you have US News, you have... Then you start having some lower ones like mattress clarity, which is the R68. This is one of those I, I zoomed in, but right after you get back into Forbes New York Times, tech radar, tech radar, what the hell? <laughs> like <laughs> CNET. And then after that, Sleepopolis and Mattress Nuts, for example. So it's like these big keywords are like, honestly, that you'll see some specialized sites, but like if you if I look at the top, there's like three or four maximum ranking for that. So it's like, that's not where you can really find an opening. And even the sites that are in there, they're really well put together. Uh, But then I was trying to go more long-term. I was like, okay, if I actually was building one of these sites, can I find keywords that I can rank for? And I found best mattress for side sleepers with hip pain. Uh, 600 search volume, by the way, so not too bad. Sleeper police is still on top. Sleep Foundation is still here, but like it's their hip pain pages that are ranking number one. So it's like not side sleeper with hip pain. You know, they don't actually address the search intent. So I think you might have a chance. And then after that, you scroll down, and there's a there's like a dr61 ranking. Also, is the hip pain keyword there's some dr67s etc. So not exactly brand new websites but sites with level of authorities that are reachable for people listening to this podcast. And that's what I was looking for. Even 75 is reachable. So that worked quite well. Same, I found best guest room mattress which is uh, an interesting one. And number one is DR68, for example, and they only have like 33 linking root domains. It's not insane. It's a, And it's, there's the DR30 on the on the first page with a DR2 with a two linking root domain. sorry. Uh, so that's interesting. And like, it's a very interesting keyword because best guess room mattress is like, okay, how do I get a mattress so people won't judge me but and sleep good enough <laughs> <laughs> but don't spend too much money? You know, the buying consideration is a little different than like a mattress that you would buy for yourself. And so like, I found it interesting and there are keywords that you could start ranking for, in these DR30 sites, they're getting 2 300 traffic, according to Ahrefs, and I think they could make some okay sales. If you find like 50 keywords like that, you might have the beginning of a, an okay affiliate site where you can actually make some money, right? So that gives you an idea of like the landscape of the keywords. You're gonna need to go very long tail if you want to do well. So while I was doing these keywords, I found a site that I think was kind of representative of what people would be able to build if they were going after that niche. And that was myslumbyard.com DR67 with 357k traffic. So very good overall. Like I think it's, um, it's a good example of a site that has not too high authority, but has done well with SEO. So I wanted to look at what they're doing. So I went into the top pages in Ahrefs what I found is that most of the top pages that are, you know, say to drive lots of traffic to the site are info content, right? It's uh, keywords like how to get blood out of a mattress, 24,000, or how to sleep eight hours in four hours. Apparently that's a keyword. <laughs> and uh, 9.8 thousand, etc. So like most of these were info keywords. What was interesting if you open the pages is you will see that they have a massive quiz widget above the content that basically invites you to answer nine questions to find your best mattress. So as you click through, you click like, how heavy are you? Do you have back pain, etc.? Do you prefer foam? Or do you prefer latex? Things like that. And then they try to capture your email, but you don't have to do that. And when it actually does that, you actually end up getting a massive table of like five recommendations. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Five recommendations with coupons that try to sell you something. So they try to monetize the info content quite well. And It's an interesting thing. It's like these low DR sites that are doing well. There's not that many in this niche. And so, like, it was interesting to see how much. Info content they're putting in on their site, and like uh, they're really covering their topic and answering lots of questions related to the niche, basically. But they're after that, their monetization, they're kind of like dodging around the big guys, right? They're doing VS, so they have 304 VS pages on the site that drives a total of 23k traffic according to Ahrefs, which is it doesn't sound like a lot, but VS pages are good for conversions, and they are managing to rank number one for a lot of them because these big sites don't necessarily make all the combinations of VS, I guess. They still do roundup reviews. And the thing is like Ahrefs I felt was a bit off. Today is the day where Google is rolling out the product review update. So I'm not sure like how out of sync Ahrefs was, but like a lot of keywords, they were giving me 100K traffic for like roundup reviews. But to be honest, when I was checking some of them, I didn't see them. So I was checking like best mattress for back pain. Like Atreus was like, oh yeah, they have the fittest snippet. I didn't see them on Patreon. So my guess is it's it's a bit lower than that. And Atreus was a bit off on that. But they, they seem to do okay on roundups, but on the small ones, on the kind of like long-tail ones that I told you about. And then they do also like single reviews and single reviews tend to be a little bit less difficult as well on that. So that's pretty much the business model here. They build lots of info content. They kind of cover like how to clean, uh, how to sleep better, what temperature you should sleep in, like things like that. And then they go for these tiny monetizable keywords and they have this massive re- uh, monetization widget above the info content. And that's how a site that is reachable for most people manages to make pretty good money, I would guess. I can't tell exactly how much they're making because it's really hard to tell how much they make from the info content widget. But I would say it's a, it's a successful site and that's a site that I would be looking at. So that's pretty much what I looked at in terms of like keywords and how you would be able to go around it. Lots of info keywords and then easier long tail variations of stuff
0: do you think the quiz that they have on there is a way of kind of like focusing people to, towards a specific area of like it's what it's for what people be to not
1: um, it's to divert them right it's like people are looking for information like for example how to get blood out of the mattress right the answer might be well. It's kind of hard. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I didn't check, but like it, you might not be able to. Uh, maybe I'll test. I'll tell you next time. But uh, like yeah, it, it's not necessarily easy to do. And so like you can divert people to like buying a new mattress, for example. And so like these widgets are here for that. And so like I think they just try to di- distract you the same way ads are here to distract you to click on them. So yeah, that's uh, I think the, and I think they must be selling them. And the thing as well is like people do this quiz And they're like, oh, okay, that mattress looks cool. And then they check it out. But then they enter the retargeting of the seller, which means that they're going to start seeing ads for like 30, 60 days about that mattress they just checked out through that quiz. And then people buy from that. I mean, we run retargeting for what we do, et cetera. We know exactly how this works. People buy. So I think that's kind of what they're doing here. And um, I think the volume of info content they have is a mix of like uh, gaining topical authority and actually, having some level of conversions through these kind of widgets, and overall just getting links. So, and I wanted to talk about links next. Actually, the thing is like I was looking for like a really difficult keyword, and so I googled best memory foam mattress, and the number four was a website called Mattress Clarity that is sixty eight as well. So again, like high DR but reachable DR. Like people who work on the site for a few years, they can they can get there. And so I was surprised to see that for a site of that low authority, they only have 55 do-follow linking root domains. It's not that much comparing to VPNs, for example. Like the VPN pages had hundreds of linking root domains. It was a lot more, right? And so I looked at like the kinds of links that they have. So they have links from mattress companies, for example. So puffy.com links to that page. They have a link from a random car review company that I've found called thedrive.com. And literally, if you check, I, I mean, we put the URL, I don't care. And it puts position, like it just says like, let me just read the sentence. The Gulia, which is the car that is reviewed, does it in all big-hearted analog position that defies the trends towards soulless robocars. That's the sentence. Position links to a mattress review. Brings you for apparently one of the highest, best monetized keyword in the affiliate world. They have link farm links as well. Like, you know how we did, if you have listened to our link farm link example, like I found a DR55 site called topdreamer.com that, you know, has all these categories on top, you know, kind of thing, and uh, can link for to everything. I found uh, more uh, link farm links, like I found a DR64, for example, to a site called from a site called altcharles.net. And I found some dead e-commerce site links as well that from a site called christinmcgee.com. So overall, I was not that impressed with the links, to be honest, especially given how profitable that kind of keyword is. It's not amazing. But then I started looking at the internal links, and that's where there's like, Better work done. So, like, they have homepage links. They have links from the other roundups from widgets that they put on the side. They have, they took all their high linked blog posts. So, I took an example of one that is Do cooling gel memory for mattresses really keep you cool? So, that's like one of the articles that they have. And if you check the conclusion in the final thoughts, they have a perfect encode links directly back to that roundup preview. And that blog post has. 36 referring domains. So, and they have done that a lot, right? There's a, a total of 32 internal links like that. So it's pretty well done. And I think that it shows that if you have like high relevancies through that kind of info content and good internal linking, even for the most competitive keywords, you can actually do quite okay without fantastic links to your monetized page. In this case, there was, you know, a few good links. Like, I mean, this this car review site was a great site. This puffy link is a good link, but the rest was a bit shit, you know? And so it was a little bit interesting to dig into that because while they're not number one, they are significantly lower authority than what's ranking on top. And link volume didn't seem as important as two page at least as the overall work the website was doing through internal linking, I think. And I think that's kind of like my takeaway from this. Anything you want to say about this, about the link building stuff?
0: No, no nothing to add.
1: Okay. Let's talk about the page layouts as well, because I think, as I said many times, I think uh, the site Sleep Foundation is probably one of the best put together affiliate site out there. It's very minimalist. When you open, I actually took the example of the best mattress for back page that they have. So if you want to check it out, uh, go ahead. And then it's super well done. Like, I'm not going to talk about the AT stuff, EAT stuff on top because you're kind of doing this next mark. I'm just going to talk about what elements they have. So first of all, what is interesting is they don't have a comparison table. Instead, they just have a list that says, you know, best overall, best value, best lumbar support, best side sleeper, et cetera, and just the name of the mattress with an affiliate link to it on top. So if people just want the best products, they can click on them and that's it. And actually, what is in, it takes you directly to the product. It doesn't scroll you down on the page, which is a debate that a lot of people have with these things. But it was quite interesting to see such a big site not having a comparison table, The thing that they go after that is actually they have a video so they run a youtube channel that is pretty well run where they show the test they did etc which adds lots of credibility but also increases time on page which i think is a big one like a lot of people don't want to read it's a very long article below because it's a very competitive keyword and they don't want to read that so people just watch the video and they get all that information from that it was quite interesting to see they put it essentially they have intro this little table with the best for X and then they have the, the video. And then after that, they just jump into the products and they have really, really well put together kind of like summary boxes for the products where they just they give you the type, the firmness, the trial length. So like uh, how long you can keep it before you can send it back, the warranty, the sizes, and uh, essentially pros and cons. And then there's an offer, they show you that. And just under that, they have the product description that is always formatted the same way. And the product, the product the, that way is... First of all, they have a bottom line box, which is a summary. And it feels like Google is rewarding giving the answer fast to the searchers. And so that box is very interesting because if you read these three to four lines that are in these boxes, you don't need to read the long product description. So People can skip and they get to their information faster and it satisfies essentially user intent better. So having a summary, of long sections seems to be something a lot of sites are starting to do these days, and I would recommend that you look into doing that. And then after that, it's always the same. is description of what it is, how it performs, what it's made of, and then link to the single review of that product. They do that for every product through that, and then they have a massive bias guide that starts with a why you can trust us box. I know you like this, Mark. And they, they essentially tell you how they test a mattress, but not only do they do that, for each test that they have, they have a link to a page that explains how that test runs. So they have kind of like a three-liner line a three liner explaining that test Then you click on, for example, motion isolation, uh, which, you know, you know they put some liquid on the mattress and then they just throw a weight on it and then they see if the liquid just falls on the mattress or not. Uh, but they just have like a whole page explaining exactly how they run this test and like photos, et cetera, just to build that credibility. So, and it's quite interesting because I'm seeing that more and more on websites where they don't just have a section on the article explaining how they are testing things, they are making dedicated pages that very deeply explain how this is run. And I feel like if you wanted to tackle into EAT, that matters more than, for example, other boxes. But you might talk about that later. So I'm not gonna go too deep into that. And then after that, they have their bio guide. And their bio guide is always based on questions. So like how does back pain affect sleep? Which type of mattress is best for back pain, etc. Which it feels like these would be questions you would find in people also ask questions. But what they do after is they pretty much write a mini article about each question. So, like for example, which type of mattress is best for back pain. They go for like hybrid and then they define what is a hybrid mattress. Then they give you the highlights of that, et cetera. And they do it for each type of mattress and they format it in a way that's like really scannable and usable. So like, you know, the type of mattress is more bolded, et cetera, and you can go through. So if you want to see a really long article, but really well formatted, I recommend you go and check out that best mattress for back pain article, because that can give you a lot of inspiration on how to lay out information on your site without going too crazy on putting boxes everywhere. I think they've done a good job at that as well. So yeah, that's pretty much page layout.
0: one thing to add to that. What do you think of the design? It's minimalist. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, I I know, like, <laughs> this so probably, probably means a good it's time. great, <laughs> probably great because I, I apparently have a bad eye, eye for design, but it just, I don't know, it looks, looks a bit, I don't know, it doesn't feel like a put together brand quite so much.
1: No, it's very minimalist, it's quite nice. I mean, first of all, not having too many elements is better for page speed. Like the more shit you put on your page, the slower your page is going to be because you need to load extra CSS, you need to load all that. So if they're also competing on that, and in this kind of industry, they are, you know, like, like Core Web Vitals probably matters for that kind of industry. In less competitive ones, not so much, but in this, I think it matters. So I think they've done a good job. And what's interesting is the use of color, Right. So like you can see, they basically use blue and this red for call to actions and the name of products. And that's all they do. And so the use of color is very smart because the only red stuff is just the shop shop now buttons and like really a few things here and there. And what it does, it takes you to the right direction. So I like that it's not too colorful. And the problem is that if you read this on mobile, There's so much text on this page that you might end up with like three screens of text. So I feel they could format a little bit more like the the really lengthy text sections because I feel you could lose people there. They don't use exit pop-ups as well, which I think they could make a lot of money from that. But I think with a little bit more refinement, it would be quite good. I just think like they, they have sections where the text is still very bland and they need to watch out for that on small screens. But other than that, I don't hate it. Just looking
0: at their affiliate links as well. So obviously that they have the box at the top with the recommendations, but in each kind of mini product review, the only affiliate link is that red shop now button. So the yeah, title, and the an images...
1: Uh, they believe that there shouldn't be too many affiliate links I can tell like it's one of these these sites where they're like you know if we put too many affiliate links we might get hit and that's interesting because they're doing really well right and so like you know that's a debate that's been talked about a lot in the community like should we put lots of affiliate links on we've personally uh, not seen too much but it could change, you know, it's like uh, like from our experience it wasn't too bad, but like these guys are also an example of people who don't put too much because they're definitely careful of how many they put on the page. So that's probably one point for the team, don't put too many affiliate links here. They are conscious of all these things and their design choices are trying to reflect that, like how do we get great core vitals? How do we make sure we don't look too promotional? How do we do this, etc.? And I think they do a good job. i would probably make their buttons a little bit bigger still. I think these shop note buttons are a little bit small. And I, I, as I said, some areas are, are a bit boring and bland other than that i think it's pretty pretty good
0: yeah okay so should we talk about eat now then yeah okay so the way i see it is there's kind of two types of eat there's eat to show that you're doing eat and then there's eat to actually make your content and site and information better and these guys are definitely in the latter camp, as is evidenced by their their methodology and all the rating system, and I'm a I'm a big fan of it. So to go back to the article you you showed there, the best mattress for for back pain, right at the top we see something you see a lot on a lot of sites these days. You know, written by uh, Keith Kushner, sleep product expert, and then as a, a second author, which is medically reviewed by uh, Jenny, Eo, uh, physical therapist. Okay, makes sense. You want a physical therapist to to check out the in, the back pain review and you know provide some sort of credibility there there. They've also got the, the methodology and there's a, a learn more, which leads to another page which is explore our full methodology. And that's just super interesting because they've got a product testing team. And this isn't their entire team this is just the people who test the products right and there's nine people in in that and then there's photos of their laboratory with all sorts of beds being tested and scientific looking experiments and dummies on the beds and you know this is really like next level stuff but when you see that I would be and and I'm very skeptical about trusting affiliate sites but I feel like I would probably trust this company because yeah they just do do such a good job of it. But how got, much do
1: you think this is true? Or like they went for a photo shoot for one day and then just put this on the page, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean it's possible. Like I, I, what I, I like I, about, for I example, RTing,
1: right? RTing is like uh they, they show it for every product. They can't, it's much more difficult to shoot. This approach feels like you could literally rent, like you could bring a bunch of shit into a warehouse for a day and take a lot of photos and then essentially write that page. And you would still be full bullshit when you make a new article. Whereas I think while this is good, I think sites like RTings do it better still.
0: They do. And that's probably the most extreme version of doing this that I've seen on on RTings. We talked about that, I think, last week or two weeks ago on the, the podcast. But if you go into the individual review for any of the beds, then you do see them with the heat gun and someone lying on the bed on their that's not like the full test that it's showing. It just has like a four stars okay, temperature control and then a photo of them doing it. So it inspires trust on that page. But you don't know really to how much extent they've done this analysis for each one. So yeah, maybe you're right to be a little skeptical there. But it's interesting the factors that they they consider. They, they look at motion isolation, how good the bed is to have sex on. Temperature, pressure relief. How do they test Off that? gas. Off gas. Well, you know.
1: <laughs> like I want the details here. Like that's for EAT, you know.
0: <laughs> it's something to do with weight and movement and how easy it is to uh-huh. move around on on the bed. The temperature thing, obviously, they got the, that temperature gun, and that just—I mean—that's brilliant. I, I really like that. Sleeping position, sleeper weight, edge support, ease of movement. So. I had to rate the how far they went with this, it's, it's you know, an 8.5 and 9 out of 10. I think they're doing a really good job of it. RTing does better, but maybe that's because technology... It's easier as well. Yeah, it's easier to do things for a mouse or a keyboard than it is for a, a bed, which can be, let's be honest, very, very subjective. Like I'm just thinking this is a difficult problem to solve, like saying which mattress is best. Because for you, for me, for someone who's a side sleeper, a back sleeper, a front sleeper, is tall, shorts, hot, cold sleeper, like it's so different. And trying to quantify that and present that in any kind of meaningful and accurate way is very difficult. And this is what I I mean earlier by it's it's easy to sit on a bed and write a blog review or you know, do some research on what other people have written, write write a review of a of a mattress. But to actually have a data backed approach like, like they've done here, that's a difficult thing to do at the scale and quality that they've done and that's why they need to have such a big team to do it. So, to Just to add to the, the AAT stuff though, they have on uh, their about page, their team, but also a list of experts who they, they employ. And I counted there's 35 different sleep experts on there. Uh, and they range from medical researchers at prestigious universities looking into sleep behavior to sleep coaches who have written books and uh, help CEOs and executives to get better sleep to many, many medical doctors, physical therapists, evidence-based legit sleep people, not none of the the sort of woo-woo stuff in there. And yeah, I mean, just looking at that page, it's it's like wow. How can you compete with that if they have uh, this this group of people advising them? However, exactly, it doesn't say what how they, do. they advise them exactly what or the do they do. <laughs> what they do. Now, on some pages, they have like the the one I showed you earlier. They have medically reviewed by so and so, and that may be be one of the the, the people on there. But it doesn't say exactly how they reviewed it or exactly what what they did. They're light on detail there, to say the least. So I don't know, maybe all of these people came in, reviewed one or two articles, and then they paid them to yeah. for the rights to have them I feel them like doctors that, are you know. like
1: Pokemon cards right now, you know? People are trying to collect them all, to put them on their about page. I mean, I see that on a lot of sites, right? Like, lots of big sites are just starting to do that. They're just putting, like, as many doctors as they can on the list so that they can, like, do the EAT stuff, etc. It might for Google, like, it might work, right? But it's hard to tell in which capacity and how much is actually contributed by these people to the content. It just feels like a reaction to an update. And frankly, that might be the right thing to do if you want to get some organic traffic. But if I was Google, I would not be satisfied with that.
0: I have heard of, I was a mastermind and I have heard of people in the finance space who, who actually have a you know, review board of, of experts who will look at all the data provided by the the researchers or the reviewers and then kind of make a, a final decision based on that plus other factors plus the yeah, yeah, I- factor. experience right. to to Im- yeah impact on that on the Yeah the, but like the, the problem, problem is outcome. like
1: a lot of these people they probably have very successful clinics they have like uh like study it's like they they're not doing these That's what I not. was
0: thinking do you do you think for a second you get 35 of the world's most prestigious exactly. sleep experts and doctors across multiple continents in the same room or even the same Zoom call uh, <laughs> just to, an to review or to, to talk about an article on Mattress A versus Mattress B, you know?
1: And that's yeah, the problem. Probably like, not. It's really a, b- a big problem because it just feels like, now this is a Pokemon card game. You just collect them all on your about page and then, and then that's going to get your EAT up. And, and yeah, it might be enough. But like, if I was a search engineer at Google and I saw that, I'd already be working on like, how do I address this? Because obviously that's something that can be gamed again. And not only that, but like, like I, if I was a, a gray black hat person, which I'm not going to do, but like what's stopping me from going into like random hospitals about pages and putting the photos and bios of random doctors on my site?
0: Well, I mean, I think you'd eventually get found out or you know, someone would report to them, they'd get back to them and they'd sure, sue you but for like using the,
1: their... I know, but like, you don't you understand, like, some random guy in Russia, like, what is the risk for him? Absolutely nothing, sure. you know? And it's like, it's not like they're going to go get him. Like, they're just, like, most cases, he just changing, changes the doctor for another one. And, but like, what I'm saying is, like, it's so gameable. And it's like, I don't think that's the solution to it. I think, like, having the website of the practitioner linking back to the site. That uh, where he's listed would add so much more credibility because then this you can't fake, but like just adding some random photos and and doctors like I'm still not convinced that that should be a factor it doesn't mean it's not, but um, I don't think in the long run it will be that's just my opinion.
0: One other interesting thing if you're a maybe a smaller site and you know you get a few of these people on board for your to be your experts is there's nothing stopping your competitors from You know, undoubtedly you're linking to the LinkedIn profiles or whatever from contacting them as well and saying, you know, hey, can can you come and do the same for, for me? So you have to be a little bit careful on kind of how you structure the agreements and how you work with them directly so you don't end up just building the review board that a competitor is going to come and steal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like one thing I wanted to highlight in this discussion is like, like these guys are obviously doing all that. And if you check the top of their random previews as well, like there's like like oh medically reviewed by this doctor, etc. And the thing is like even if you, you're skeptical on some of this stuff, like I have been in the last five minutes, you can't deny that if all big sites are doing this, which they are right now, this is becoming search intent. And so by the force of things. Even if it wasn't actually the way Google looks at it, if sites that are doing well and are favored by Google are all doing this, then eventually it's going to become a requirement to rank for these things, to have these things on your site. And so while, again, I've expressed some doubt on how this actually works, the fact that pages that have this rank high a lot in your industry is undoubtedly going to make this something you're going to have to have on your page. whether that's something Google looks at or not, because that is just a commonality point with pages that Google deems as great pages. And so I think the PR the PR campaign has worked well for Google here. <laughs> yeah. And we're we seeing this in more and more industries. And it's like, I think it's important to highlight that because lots of people like me would ask questions about this, but we also have to understand that when the industry takes a turn you're not here to like fight it ideologically. You're here to rank pages and make money. And if you want to do that, you've got to follow the industry to some extent. And I think on that EAT stuff, regardless of your vision of how Google would compute that, if a lot of pages in your industry are starting to look like that, you're going to have to also start adopting these things and adjust your websites. So I wanted to, to highlight that because of how critical I've been to EAT, and regardless of whether Google counts that, it's gonna start mattering, I believe, actually. If I wanted to do a slip site, I would want to do some of this. But I also think that collecting the Pokemon cards on your about page is probably not going to be a long-term way of dealing with this. Like, I think you will need the links back from the universities where these people work or their practice or something like that to really prove that they're working with you and that they are editorially cautioning the content on your site which I think would add so much more weight than just putting their photo. So that's for anything else on the AT? Uh No. All right, that was our sleep industry review. I hope that gave you some ideas of tactics that you can use, some pages that you can go and check out and model after when you build your sites. And if you're building your sites, you probably should check out our free training on autoriahackertraining.com where we show you seven tips on starting new sites that will help you do better with them. So we hope you enjoyed this show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and we'll see you in two weeks.